welcome to the weekly podcast for City Chapel at Slaughter Creek, the world's okayest church, right here in Austin. Get to know us better at citychapelchurch.com. We're so glad that you joined us today and hope you enjoy the message. You'll all be very, very happy to know that Harry has turned a corner and was asking for ice cream about half an hour ago. So I think he's feeling just quite good. <laughs> it's been it's been pretty mild. He tested positive for COVID this morning, and um, I wouldn't have even thought of COVID because he was just kind of looking like he had a cold. But we just happened to have a test in the house, and so we did it. And I was very surprised to see two lines. More surprised than I ever was with any pregnancy test that I took. So there you go. But... Uh, <laughs> But I realized yesterday that I would probably be bringing the message today because Harry wasn't looking so crash hot yesterday. So I prayed and God gave me a, a little message to share with you guys. So let me share it with you. So tomorrow we celebrate the birth of Jesus, the most incredible, influential person who has ever walked this earth. It's their, it's their celebration of their birth tomorrow. And that's what we get to do. And then yesterday as a flat, as a, as the Fleming family, we mourned the passing of Harry's uncle Les. And um, he passed away yesterday. Um, it, it wasn't a surprise. His family knew it was coming. And um, he was a believer, so we know where he is. But as I was thinking about those two different things, mourning the passing of Uncle Les and looking forward to the celebration tomorrow of the birthday of the most incredible person to walk the earth, I started thinking, now stick with me on this one, that birth and death are a little bit similar. And I thought, you know, when we, when we come to birth, we have a time of preparation. Most people, not all, obviously there's that show that I didn't know I was pregnant, not sure I believe them, having been pregnant twice, it was quite obvious. But anyway, most people, when they have a baby, they have nine to ten months preparation time to get ready for that baby. Mary knew she was going to have a baby before she conceived. And she was told by the angel that that's what God was going to do. So she had a good 10 months to prepare for that baby that was coming, for baby Jesus. And and some people, when their loved ones pass on, are lucky enough to be able to be prepared for it and have some preparation time as we were with Uncle Les. We knew that um, his body was soon going to be done with this earth and his spirit would be moving on to be with Jesus. But even if we don't get that um, preparation time just before our death, all of us know that are living on the earth that we have at the most 43,800 days. I did the math. That's 120 years times 365 days. So that's the maximum amount of time that you have to prepare for meeting your Lord. And Uncle Les did it well. He prepared well. He spent his life serving Jesus and following after the Lord. And then we know where he's gone when he passes on from this. Now, both birth and death, they share pain. Anybody who's given birth to a baby, most of us would say there's pain. And for Mary, as she gave birth to baby Jesus, there would have been pain involved in birthing him. Um, it, it, a, a new baby doesn't come out of your body without some pain. And in death, in losing 
people that we love, there's pain as well. We have the pain of not seeing them every day anymore. We have the pain of not getting to hear their voice. We have the pain of um, having to say temporarily goodbye to them. And, um, and then I was thinking also that in birth and death, they share the wonder. If you've ever seen a brand new baby, you know the wonder of it all. I remember when Madden was first born and they laid her on my belly. And I remember looking at her and thinking, how did she fit in there? She is too big to have fit in there. <laughs> she already looked far too big to have fit in my tummy. And I, I can't even imagine Mary's wonder as she looked at baby Jesus, knowing all that she knew about him, knowing, knowing that he had been a miracle, knowing that God had put him inside of her, knowing what he would do, that his name was Savior, Messiah. She must have looked in wonder. And obviously we know that the shepherds came and looked in wonder and amazement and went and told all of the people. And when the people heard, they were amazed that the wise men came and worshipped, that they gave that the angels sang. There was a whole bunch of wonder that went on with the birth of Jesus. And for me, with Uncle Les's passing, there was a sense of wonder. As a family, we found out a few days before he passed away that he was he was getting near the end of his life here. And I remember Harry and I were sitting in bed one night talking about it and saying, do you know that you know, Uncle Les is going to meet Jesus in a couple of days? He's going to be in paradise. And we started thinking about that knowledge. Like imagine knowing that in a couple of days you're going to be with your Lord. In a couple of days you're going to be free from the pains of your body on this earth and you're going to be with him and in paradise and that just blows my mind and creates such wonder inside of me and um, I wanted to remind you as we come to come looking forward to tomorrow to celebrate his birth what Jesus was sent for I wanted to read to you from Isaiah 61 uh, that's the passage that Jesus read in the temple um, to to show what he had been called to do on this earth And so the first verse talks about him bringing good tidings to the meek. And that, of course, means that, you know, Jesus came to tell us that God loves us. He came to tell us that God will forgive us. He came to tell us that you can have a new life. He came to tell us that you can have victory. It's good news. It's good news for the meek, for those that will accept the news. And the second verse, he came to bind up the brokenhearted. You know that he can take the broken pieces of any life and put it back together again. As long as that life is submitted to him and trusts him and says, God, your way, not my way. He came to proclaim liberty to the captives. Did you know that you no longer have to be a servant to sin? You no longer have to serve sin. You can serve God instead. That's what Jesus' life came to give us. That's what his death gave us, the ability to jump off the lordship of sin and jump onto the lordship of God. And he came to open prison doors. You can be free. You can be delivered. Anything that is not of God does not need to stay in your life. And he came to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Now is the time that God will accept you. 
there's going to be a time when you don't get to make that decision anymore. Uh, but right now, you can make that decision and you can live a life that is full of wonder, that probably has some pain in it, and, um, and prepare yourself for that time when you get to meet your Lord, when you get to pass from this life on to the next. Anyway, that's my message to you beautiful people. I am so sad that I am missing this service. I love Christmas Eve service. I love singing carols with you all and getting to see you all and wish you a Merry Christmas. But I am wishing you a Merry Christmas in my heart. And I give you kisses and hugs because I can, because it's safe, because I'm at home and I don't have COVID, Harry does. So I love you all. Have a wonderful night and I'll talk to you later. Bye.